This is Adam Tafel, and you're listening to The Success Recipe. What's up everybody, thanks for tuning in again for another episode. Today I'll be chatting with Aziz Al Safin, who currently works on the AM show on TV3, so you may have seen him um, as part of your daily routine getting ready to go to work or drop the kids off at school. He'll be sharing with us um, an insight on what he does with his everyday job, the types of stories that he presents and and the voice that he feels responsible he has to deliver on behalf of different people around the world. And he also shares what he has done to get to where he is today. So I hope you guys have fun listening in and uh, let me know what you think. Anything that you want to cover as well? Yeah. Open book, man. So done deal. Yeah, done deal. Um, well, I guess uh, my my story starts um, in a very weird and I guess wonderful way. Now that I think about it, uh, wonderful because it's just such a um, a weird story. Um, one that I don't think you know you'd, you'd expect someone to be telling. Mm. But uh, you know, I've spoken about it before. Um, I was born in the midst of a Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of the Gulf War, and uh, that was in Kuwait. Um, so that was 1989, um, and as I was born, Saddam Hussein had basically decided to conquer Kuwait for its oil um, and for power, because mm. oil mean, meant power back in those days, so it still does now. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, as that was all happening... I was born, and um, I guess uh, you know it was the kind of thing that my mum didn't need at the time. <laughs> but anyway, she's a she was a travelling journalist. She became an official. She was working for the Lebanese embassy, mm. um, and so automatically she was on the hit list, which basically meant that um, after I was born, we had to go into hiding. Um, mm. So we went into hiding for the first two years of my life, and so um, you know what some would. Uh, recall in, in those years as being a nice childhood my mind certainly was not mm. um, it was uh, in a bunker it was all about um, scavenging for the next meal it was borrowing clothing that they thought could fit me um, and could fit each other as well mm. uh, it was that that kind of lifestyle I don't remember too much of it I remember li- I have little um, wisps of of images here and there mm. biscuits and I think certain things even now and later in life sort of trigger memories back to those days um, or trigger certain feelings that I felt as a child um, which is probably a better way to describe it yeah um, but you know it is what it is and that's what happened and we basically managed to escape um, through the help of the US officials back in the day um, because mum was a um, an official, she was on the hit list, which meant that she was high priority when it came to um, to personnel um, who was stuck in the war. And um, yeah, we came here as refugees yep. um, to New Zealand. Didn't really uh, plan to come specifically to New Zealand. Just mm-hmm. randomly came here yep. um, and started our lives here. Um, and I think the uh, the funny thing is, is that we sort of we got out of one war and we found ourselves battling another one Mm. um, but one of a very different kind and although um, you know the first war we we fought uh, aggression and power and greed 
this war we were sort of fighting poverty mm. um, and that was really uh, an interesting um, couple of years um, but it is something that weirdly enough these days I kind of say I'm thankful for because mm. it's made me the person I am today and it's made me really appreciate um, the worth of um, an achievement and the worth of uh, the things that you choose to do with your own life and whether you choose to do anything with your life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here I am today. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And I think it's what you just said as well is very powerful because a lot of people were looking from the outside in if they just, you know, tune into the to the morning show with you, mm. they wouldn't know a lot about that background and where you've come from. So yeah. for people to kind of hear about that sort of, I guess, not struggle, but sort of real upbringing that, a lot of people go through and you found the success where you are now yeah um, I think that's powerful for people to understand that you know people don't just they're not born with success and they don't just kind of ride this easy train all the way through life no and I mean I, I guess you know success is such a an interesting idea because success is what you make it um, and uh, what you what you regard as success isn't necessarily what the next person will regard as success mm. um, certainly from my background um, you know my my success was actually just as easy as saying I feel really happy mm. and I feel happy not just with you know the things that I've done with work and mm. uh, education and all that kind of stuff, but just being happy with myself, mm. um, being happy with my family, being happy with the kind of person I've um, I am, mm. um, and and I think that for me is the definition of success. Anything else, I would personally class as ambition. It's, mm. um, something that you you are motivated to achieve, and and those things are great, mm. and it's what. Mm, creates your life you know like doing doing things um like that like you know being the best at what you do and um i guess in my context you know nailing that interview or or um being given an opportunity to cover a really engaging and 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 true story mm. you know that's ambition for me and and what i get out of that um I guess in some regards is success because it gives me happiness, but mm. it's not necessarily, I don't r regard myself as successful because I've achieved those things. Mm. Um, and that is something that I think my mum uh, really taught us is, uh, you know, there's no point trying to do all this stuff with your life if you're not happy with yourself mm. and if you're not happy with the person that you are. Cause regardless of what you do, you'll never be truly happy mm. if you're not happy with yourself. Um, and I am going to quote a, a very uh, interesting um, person here, one that you probably didn't think I'd bring up. Maybe mm. you did. Um, I don't know. But uh, RuPaul mm. uh, says quite often, um, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? And so it starts mm. with that self-love first. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And that was I was about to say that, that if you can't love yourself, you know, how can you love anybody else? And, and that's tying the success into the happiness is something that a lot of people need to reflect and see because um, as you said success is what you make of it and to some people it might be that end job or that dollar value but yeah. you might get there and not be happy so, exactly you know, and then and you either um, you regard that as a failure yourself mm. when actually it isn't yep um, but you're just not necessarily happy with the outcome yeah I think um, you know far far too often we we chase 
we chase happiness mm. where we think it is mm. and more often than not we we don't actually um we don't realize that hap real happiness is actually it starts in in, in you in, in yourself yep um and so people chasing it elsewhere will never get it because it's it's not there mm. you know um and I guess that's the same. I guess you know, success is is, is a very fickle idea because you can feel really successful one day and then mm. feel like an absolute tosser the next. Yep. You know. So again, it's what you make of success. Yep. And and I I feel like, you know, doing what I do today, um, is an absolute privilege mm. and is a, a an option that. I've made the most of um, because I understand how important it is to do what I do. Mm. I understand the the responsibility that comes with it. Um, and I think in the last few years, what's become very apparent to me is that um, if anything, um, I give a voice to people that don't necessarily have it. Mm. And so that is what I pride myself on every day. Mm. And so the way that I broadcast, the way that I write my stories, the way that I interview, I always think to myself, you know, what's the social responsibility out of this? Mm. What should I be asking? What should I be doing to ensure that people out there who don't have this job or mm. aren't in this particular position or platform mm. um, can get out of it? You know, what, how is it going to help them? Yep. Um, and you know just it all kind of blurs into one you just mm. you wake up at 3am every morning and uh, you're in the office at around 4 and all of a sudden you've been doing it for 7 years and mm. um, for me it's the reason I've done it so long is because I'm already happy with myself so yeah. every day is just this like exciting new challenge and I'm mm. not seeking happiness out of that I'm just really having fun with with everything that I'm doing yep and so with this sort of creative intent or as you said you know the responsibility you have and 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 the way you present right and and give that voice is mm. do you get the happiness from that is that pretty much what gives yeah. you that that inner happiness to just see it as not a job but i guess more of a passion yeah yeah exactly uh, i mean it's well it's you know to be able to say that i get to um do what i do every day is uh, is an incredible thing and it's um, it's something you know that a very select few of people get to do, mm. and so being able to use that power um, in such a way that it is actually helping society, mm. um, of course, gives me happiness. You know, like I, I and yeah, I mean that is that is success, mm. um, I suppose. But it's yeah, it's it's ensuring that I know that. I have to keep reminding myself, you know, don't abuse the power, don't um, think that this is just an easy gig. Like, you mm. have a bigger story to tell. This is a, a bigger responsibility. Mm. And um, that, those constant reminders, how can I help? How mm. can I keep helping? Um, that's what keeps me doing mm. what I'm doing. Um, and that's what I get out of it, yeah. you know. And, and if it means, you know, one person has woken up and listened to a story that I've done or read something online or and felt 
empowered mm. and maybe it's changed their way of thinking maybe it's really helped them mentally mm. um, if I've done that for just one person then that's my job done yep yeah awesome is there one or two you, you could have more than one um, sort of stories that you've you've covered that has really given you a feeling of happiness that you've been able to sort of deliver that message or reach out to to people and sort of really have a positive impact through your your role at the moment yeah yeah there is the 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 one that just uh, instantly came to my mind as you were talking um was when i uh went and visited the patia club um who were famous for creating the song poye mm. um all those years ago and i don't know if you've ever been to that part of new zealand but um it's in some ways it's it's one of the most heartbreaking places i've ever been to mm. because it's this incredible space of history and it seems forgotten mm. it's like you know it was this blimp in new zealand history and the blimp sort of fading mm. and and as a result the people have forgotten um and I can't remember why we went there. I think it, there was a, a, a release or re-release of, of the song Poor Year. Perhaps it was the, um, the anniversary. But I went there and I have never been enveloped with so much love mm. uh, than I have in, in that community. Mm. Um, everyone turned up. Every man, his dog, his auntie, mm -hmm. Uh, turned up and yeah. they were all there in the morning uh, with me and they all hung out and they all were singing um, Poor Year and uh, and I was sort of I was really taken back because I didn't really know these people mm. um, and yet to me I was just like another one of their family mm. and all the aunties you know were just awesome like they all were saying you know stay over my house and they were fighting over me and, and I, I know this sounds stupid because it's like oh you know I was loved by these people yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's not like that at all yeah. it's actually um, to me it was like you know here are these people who are so incredibly relevant and mm. important in New Zealand history and um, you know this town that has been forgotten you know the meatworks shut down and there was no jobs there and, mm. and so this town I mean if you want to if you if you want a definition of poverty you mm. know and and so it was just really lovely to see their happiness mm. and uh, come out of the fact that you know for a morning that we had recognized them and, and recognized their existence mm. and what they had done uh for new zealand uh, in mm. terms of our music history and all that they it was amazing like yep. poya was one of the most amazing achievements of of, of our um, of our history and mm. and um, in regards to the entertainment and music industry mm. and um, these people were celebrating themselves and and that is an incredibly powerful thing to see mm. is, is these people you know just celebrating the fact that they were who they were mm. and um, so I will always remember going to Patia and and, and, and connecting with that community mm. and um, 
everyone, everyone, and I, it wasn't the thing that we needed. We didn't need people to say thank you to us, but everyone said thank you. Mm. And it was almost this like, yeah, like you remember us and you were there. And yeah, and I, yeah, I was, um, it's quite emotional that morning. And even now, like thinking about it, it gets me quite um, wound up. Uh, but it's just, Patia is, 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 is beautiful and the people are beautiful there and mm. I'll forever remember the hospitality, the love and the support that they gave to us mm. that morning yeah. um, and I uh, hope to be back uh, sometime soon. But mm. um, th 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 those are the things that get me really happy. Yeah. Um, and I think in New Zealand, you know, we, we have this thing where we kind of don't really celebrate each other mm. we don't celebrate each other's successes it's that tall poppy syndrome you yep. know it's um it's, and, and it's almost uh a, a taboo to to talk about your own successes and mm. and what you've done um and i think we need to well i know i don't think i know we need to do that more i know we need to celebrate our own people we need to bring them up instead of tearing them down mm. and i know this kind of seems like a bit of a tangent but coming back mm. to Patia, yeah it was it was all about celebrating them mm. and them celebrating them yeah and them being happy and us being happy and it was just it was a it was a beautiful thing so that was definitely one of one of the stories that uh, comes to me mm. when I think, you know, have I made an impact on, on someone or someone's life? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Well, shout out to Patea, people yeah, of Patea. Definitely. Yep. If you haven't heard Poor Year, if you're a random non-New Zealander listening, go listen to it. Yeah, definitely. It's on YouTube and yep. the, even the original, it's actually quite funny. Um, the original video clip, if you haven't had a chance to see it, you need to see it. It's yep. just, it's fabulous. The break dancing, breaking the break it down. Dancing, oh, yeah, it's unreal. just, it's unreal. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because when you go through Patia, you see you see everything that's in that music video. You know, yep. there's the waka that's like just <laughs> still there and the club is still there. The yep. um, Māori club that uh, that was there way back when. Yep. Um, that's where we went, where we hung out in that club. Uh, and it's just, it's rich history. And, mm. uh, you know, we, we talk about history all around the world, you know, World War One and blah, blah, this, and, you know, the falling of this and the mm. assassination of that. But this is our history. You know, yeah. poor year was was a, a golden, golden time for New Zealand. Yeah. And it's really cool to be able to celebrate that. Yeah, I think it was when Boy came out, it was when they did the re, yeah. it was like get Poi, uh, get Poi Year back to number one on the New Zealand charts. And I think it did. Yeah, I it did. I think it did go to number one. Yeah, we got it there. Yeah, That's so that crazy. was really cool to be a part of. Mm. Oh, awesome. Nice little insight. Mm. Um, so I just touched back, you said that your mum was a journalist as well. Yeah. Yeah, so has that always been something that you wanted to work towards or is that just Weird, a weirdest story uh, with this um, I never knew my mum was a journalist until I decided to be a journalist really yeah um, <laughs> it was one little fact that she decided not to tell me um, yep. and I don't know why I don't mm. know it was a part of her life and you know I respect her for it um, mm. for not sharing with me um, but perhaps it was a very special part of her life that she just wanted to keep to herself. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's I guess it runs in the blood. I guess mm. there's actually something in that. Yep. And um, I was always interested in media and and uh, you know I I mean I got into kids TV initially, which is um, I guess that's what everyone does. I don't know why. Uh, but uh, although this kind of seems like kids TV's ads some days. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we. I just decided to study at AUT and do um, 
communications and specialize in film and tv mm. and a minor in journalism and it's funny like mum just kind of sat me down one day and she's like all right don't freak out but um i have something to tell you don't get angry <laughs> um and yeah we just had this chat about this world that i had never known yep you know and it was kind of, i think it was kind of therapeutic for her to be able to share that with me mm. and talk to me about the different things that she had done and she's done some crazy stuff like yeah you know being in that part of the world covered some interesting stories um you know worked under the king of saudi arabia at the time wow. and um then became a um a, a sort of press sec and and that's how she uh, eventually started working at the lebanese embassy mm. in kuwait so yeah very rich history there yeah yeah awesome yeah and so yeah moving forward obviously you studied and then so you said you started out in children's television yeah yeah so what yeah. was your first gig oh my very very first gig was actually when i was about eight and that was on what now oh, nine maybe it was nine yep. it was on what now and um at the time i think uh jason gunn had just finished with thingy and oh, they had no. revamped it and it was um jason Siobhan and Anthony and Anthony yeah yeah and then eventually I think Caro came into the yeah. picture uh, and they gave me this job it's so funny just <laughs> thinking back to it um, a six-month stint as a sports reporter and I was right. just like this little child I'm still very little but uh, <laughs> this little child that was just you know doing these field reports and they'd cut them into like little stories and then play them on the what now show which yep. was great and my greatest moment was all i wanted to do all i wanted to have happen was be gunged and i got gunged and that was the best day um, how was that it was like weird like it was all soapy and the blue uh, green green all yeah it was green at the time yep um <coughs> so since found out you can actually create your own gunge with Lux Flakes. If you just go to the supermarket, you get Lux Flakes, which is in this box. Yeah. Um, they're just like soap shavings and you just put water in it and you keep um, uh, mixing it and it turns into gunge. And then you just put Add food colour. colouring mm. and that's gunge. So there's a fun little fact for you. So you just gunge yourself forever. Gunge yourself forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I did that. And then um, the other kids TV show that I was involved with was Sticky TV. Mm. So I did Sticky TV for about three years mm. and um, that was quite fun that was with Kanoa, Walter um, Sam at the time mm. and Monica Barton who funnily enough I work with now here in news which mm. is so weird and we recall our days back on Sticky TV <laughs> but um, I worked there during my final year of university and then mm. two years after that and then took about a year off I started doing some freelance work and I think at one stage I was working for TVNZ, TV3 and Sky all at the oh, same nice. time. Um, don't know how I got away with that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I was a freelancer and I was just doing random work here and there. Mm. And then one thing led to another and uh, now, well, I was at 3 News at the time, which is yeah. now known as News Hub. Yep. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. And so you just recently got a an extra bow to add to? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite fun. So I've been, um, for the last two three years i've been doing um the mornings oh mm -hmm. maybe it's four years actually 
Uh, so I started off with Rachel Smalley, went to Sasha McNeil and Michael Wilson, mm-hmm. and then you'll all remember Paul Henry. Um, yep. I was his roving reporter for about two years, mm. and then I became the social media presenter of what is now known as the AM show. Um, I'm also the roving reporter, and I've just added radio host to my list, which is nice. Um, so I've just finished actually hosting a three-hour show on Magic Talk, Weekend Life, which was really fun, scary, yep. challenging. Um but yeah, a lot of fun. It yep. was really cool. How do you, how do you compare the two? You know, sort of front facing on TV versus behind a mic. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 very different because obviously on 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 the TV you have to watch what you do with your face and your hands, and um, you can't say certain things, and it's just. Yeah, it's it's quite an interesting medium TV. Not for anyone, not yep. for everyone. Yeah. Um, with radio, gosh, it's so much fun. Mm. I don't prefer one over the other, but radio is a lot of fun. You, there's, uh, you're a lot more loose. You can um, look up things on on your um, on your computer, and mm. you can be a lot more f- fluid with uh, the show. So mm. you know, with TV, it's very structured. You have to have a cameraman. Yes, you have to go to a certain point and then stop at a certain point and um, visually like it's all about the visual whereas with with radio it's all about audio it's how you express things mm. um, it's all about the tone in which you express things low high mm. um, and, and and really paint a picture for people uh, with your voice yep and that's a lot of fun um, and you can get really descriptive and, mm. and, and just, I mean, you know, if something happens, like, you know, you know, God forbid an earthquake or something like that, you know, you can get an interview just like that. You mm. know, you, you don't have to wait for a cameraman and a, yep. like, you can get someone on the phone and there you go, there's your interview, done. Yep. Mm. Um, so it, it is a lot freer, this, this medium. Um, mm. And three hours, tell you what, I like to talk, but three hours... Jesus, it was, uh, it, was, it was interesting. It was fun. It yeah, was fun. Quite yeah. a lot of time to fill. <laughs> quite a lot of time to fill, but yeah. also equally not a lot of time at all. Like It's just, you know, you think that you... And I go off on tangents. <laughs> so yeah. you think you can go off on a tangent, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, gosh, the technical producer's saying, cut, you've got to go, you've got to go. You're, like, yeah. you're about to go to news. And so that was, that was fun. Yeah. Um, and also not... I mean, you sort of only have yourself to vibe on. mm in a show like I've just finished uh, with Magic, like you, I was the solo host, and although you have, you know, your uh, different interviews, I had about 12 of them this morning, mm. um, you really have to carry that energy yourself. So everyone else gives you a different kind of energy, but you have to maintain that level of energy, and, and if anything, um, just keep increasing on it. So mm. you only have yourself to rely on. Yep, mm. cool. Um, I asked Lucas this question, so I'll ask you as well, just to kind of see if you have a, a different view or or anything like that, but yeah. did you have any mentors or role models to help you along the way in the in the industry, either before you got into it or while you're in it now? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I have two role models. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is, uh, I guess it is in regards to work and life, um, and she will always be my role model mm-hmm. um, right to the end of my days, and that's my mum, mm-hmm. because, uh, uh, you know, my work ethic, uh, my mentality, mm. my um, every fibre of my being really is 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 because of her. Mm. Um, you know, she instilled in me uh, a a motivation, an ambition, but equally already a um, 
a, a sense of understanding um, and accomplishment. And mm. so I just, I, I dedicate everything to her always. She's always the first person that I dedicate everything to because mm. um, she was my biggest role model. She uh, went through some pretty heavy stuff and mm. managed to get out of it. Um, not unscathed, but uh, certainly got out of it and is still alive today, mm. you know, kicking and screaming, telling her story. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, she's she's probably the, the strongest person I've ever met and will always be the strongest person I've ever met. And so if I have any strength, it's because of her. Mm. Um, in terms of broadcast, um, and I've told this story before, so if he listens to this, he's, um, he's just going to cringe again. Um, and that's Paul. Paul mm. Henry um, is a uh, one of my biggest role models when it comes mm. to uh, media and broadcast. I met him when I was eleven or twelve, mm. and and yeah, and then I worked with him when I was twenty, twenty four, twenty five, something like that. Mm. Um, or started working with him then anyway, mm. um, and he. Like he, he still maintains that he doesn't remember who I am, but he's just lying. Yeah. Um, we I remember going to this like prefect hall, and he came to uh, it was like a prefect gathering. Um, all the goody two shoes kids got together, and mm. we got taken to this hall where you know people of significance would talk to you about life and all that kind of thing. Um, and Paul was one of them. And as soon as he um, he stood up, I was just in awe. Mm. So I love this guy love his mentality I love his humour I want to be him yeah. um, and I asked all the questions like and he kind of singled me out and this is why I say of course you remember me because you remember uh, bullying me back in those <laughs> days and he singled me out and he goes you stand up and I stood up in front of you know hundreds of kids and he was like now bring me this bring me these sticks and he was pointing to the side of the stage and um, some someone came up and gave him like a bunch of sticks, mm. and uh, he said, "Oh, when when you're all together and I try and bend you, mm. doesn't break, nothing happens. But then when I pull one person out, mm. and then he points to me, he goes, that's you. If I just break you like that, all of a sudden it's done. You're broken. Mm. That one stick is broken. Um, what's the moral of the story?" And you guys me, what's the moral of the story? I'm like, um, I don't know if you've broken the stick. <laughs> like, what is it? And he goes, no, always stick together. Regardless of, 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 of mm. where you are, what you're doing, mm. um, build yourself a community, wherever it is, in your workplace, uh, in your friends. Um, build a community because mm. no one will be able to break that community. As soon as you decide to go off on your own, and you 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 focus on yourself, and mm. you only do things for yourself. You become selfish. Mm. Um, you're broken. Mm. So I'll yeah, never forget that lesson, um, and certainly one that I carry around to this day. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, he's just one of the most amazing broadcasters. Mm. Um, and you either hate him or you love him, but one thing's for sure: you're going to listen to him. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Luca. That was one thing Lucas said: is that he has like one of the biggest auras and as soon as he walks into a room you know he's there and yeah you know he said in in, in the media industry it's it's not what you tell it's how you tell it totally and he could just 
tell a story. Oh, he spins a yarn. Yeah. He can spin any any yarn and about yeah. anything. He can yeah. spin a yarn about what he did in the bathroom this morning, yeah. and it would be the most amazing um, story. And you won't want to get out of your seat. You want to listen to that right, yeah. uh, right to the end. Yeah. And um, and that is something that he's very good at. He's very good at communicating with people mm. too. Um, but I will always say to him. You know, you, you make yourself out to be this big lion, this big tiger mm. that wants to bite everyone, but really you're just a big teddy bear. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, is what it is, but I mean, he, he appears to be a, a phenomenal person and hearing stories that you told and Lucas as well, he just seems like an amazing role model and yeah. such a welcoming, warming person to, to people in the industry as well. Yeah. Did we have the same role model? Um, so he, well, Lucas is a little bit different. He just sort of said he... He wants to, he, he had people that he would sort of get information or, you know, idea and stuff from, but he kind of didn't have a role model as such. One he, person. Yeah. He yeah. just kind of took Vibing off pieces. everyone. Yeah. Which is a great, great thing to yeah, do as Yeah, yeah. Well. So, yeah. but that's, you know, that's the point of my, my, my podcast, right? To get different people's point of views and their perspectives yeah. and everything. So. Totally. I think, I think there is something to say to that though. It's, um, and it's quite a beautiful thing and that's that. You should never stop learning. You should always be able to learn off anyone and, and everyone that you meet mm. um, and anything that you do. Yeah. Um, and so our life is forever filled uh, with education. Mm. We're always learning and we should never stop ourselves from learning because yeah. that's how we grow. Yep. And that's why I'm doing this, man. Like, I love to learn. I love to hear about people's experiences and mm. keep learning. So, yeah. Um, a couple last questions before we round up. Mm -hmm. Whereabouts on the whole journey of success or sort of looking to your endpoint, are you whereabouts do you think you are at the moment oh um yeah i mean gosh it's it's hard i i, I don't my, my 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 idea of success doesn't look like a timeline mm. um it's it's an idea that i it's a feeling that i carry around with me mm -hmm. you know and and if if you ask me are you like do you feel like you're successful mm -hmm. like have you achieved everything you want and and i say to myself you know on one hand like yeah I'm, I'm like this is me mm. if, if you said to me you can't do anything anymore tomorrow mm. I'd be happy with what I've done and yep. I'd be really content and I'm um, I'm really happy with what I've achieved mm. and so in that regard I achieve I feel like I have achieved my success mm. um, my ambition though always keeps me going yeah you know and it, and it want it keeps me trying to achieve more and more and more mm. And although you know success comes out of that, it's mm. just um, it's weird. Like it's 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 not something that I I don't like. I said before, I don't look for happiness out of those different mm. things. So those those yep. are things that just happen. I'm I'm already happy. Yeah. You know, and mm. I'm I'm not going to be happier than than what I am now. Mm. You know, there's not. I think you are, you are either happy or, or you're not. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and I am happy. So mm. um, yeah, have have I finished? Um, trying to achieve different things? No, of course mm. not. Like, I mean, I'm still um, doing what I do every day. So I get up at 3 a.m. And, and, and it's on to a new day and a new thing. Mm. And whatever comes out of the day is what I put into it. And yep. yeah. yeah. And, awesome. and I know that doesn't answer your question. Yeah. It's no, hard. I, like it's it does because, you know, you've, you've bought in a sort of a, a part of success that no one's touched on previously. So ambition, which is great. So, you know, what I understand is that success is a byproduct of your ambition and yeah. and you know I spoke to somebody 
last week and basically you know success never sleeps it doesn't stop you don't get your that role or that job and then you're done yeah like exactly said, it's not it, a time it it's not a timeline yeah it's yeah. uh it's a feeling yep you know and as long as you're happy as well and ambitious success is going to be a part of that totally yeah yeah absolutely awesome yeah i think that's definitely the way to put it mm. cool um yeah so one last thing before you wrap up is there anything else you'd like to to cover talk about or sort of add on at the end as well um i think one thing uh, you, you actually this is kind of again going off on one of my aziz tangents oh good man uh i i, I like to put a, uh, a public service announcement out there and it's mm. because I guess um, I've realized in the past in the past couple of years how important this is mm. and uh, one thing that we we I think need to do better in New Zealand is um, be kind to one another mm. and and kindness is such an important idea mm. and you know it I used to throw it around like this trivial word that meant nothing mm. But as of late, I've realized the importance of being kind. Mm. And um, I think um, in regards to our language and the way that we use our language, you know, words words are important and words are very powerful. Mm. Um, and so I would say, you know, think about the way that you use your words and how you think that may impact someone mm. or change their day. Will it make it better? Will it make it worse? Did you mm. need to say what you need to say? Or you know, maybe you did. Mm. Um, but yeah, be kind to one another because mm. um, if we can't be kind to one another, um, then, you know, there's just, uh, there's no point um, trying to be happy with yourself. You mm. know, like you, uh, kindness comes out of a very special part of someone's um, being. Mm. And, and if we can just learn to exercise that every day or, or just at least have it mm. um, in the back of our minds every day with whatever we choose to, I think um, that'll lead to a better place here in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. I think happiness, gratitude, kindness all sort of interrelate. And if you're able to in include that in your life, yeah. you've got no reason to be mean to somebody else. Exactly. If you're yeah. kind, then you're happy. And if you're happy, then I guess yeah. you're successful. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Aziz. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time today, man. Thank you very much. All right. Easy. Thanks. Cheers, man. Boom.